Hey, hi, and hello to any and everyone listening. I am Kirby Lynn, and this is Dear Self. This is a podcast where I share my most personal thoughts and experiences involving topics that are relatable AF, and this week, we're screaming no more trauma in our life. Stay tuned. Another week of Dear Self. Welcome. I hope everyone is feeling recharged and ready for the week ahead. Thank you all for the love and the support thus far. Um, it is very much appreciated all the time. So thank you for sharing, tuning in, listening liking, reposting. I appreciate all of that. If this is your first time tuning in, please be sure to follow or subscribe depending on what platform you're listening to this on. If you enjoy today's discussion um, and also be sure to follow yourself's IG page. And, And honestly, don't come for me because, you know, I've been very adamant about um, promoting, just reminding to follow the page, but I have not been the best at like posting content. Um, I'm working on that. That's going to change. So don't come for me, but please still follow the page for when I'm, I'm ready to post some things. Um, and the IG handle is at dear self podcast at dear self podcast. All right. Well, Let's go ahead and just dive right into today's topic. So we are definitely, today's topic is a bit taboo. I feel I am ready to open up about my experience with postpartum depression or PPD. And this topic has been, this topic's been hard um, to truly open up about, mainly because I honestly still can't believe that I went through it. Like, I couldn't believe that I was going through it, but then I still kind of think about it or look back. I mean, I still have moments like it's, I don't feel like it's just completely something that just goes away. Um, I just know how to manage and deal with it now. But I just really, it's it's almost like I watched myself going through it. It didn't feel like I was, I was going through it. And so before King arrived. You know, my husband and I, we were able to take a few baby 
prep classes, you know, new parents, we're excited. And in the classes, I mean, they teach you a range of things, things that you can only imagine. I mean, you're learning to put a diaper on a baby, you're learning to burp a baby, but then they also talk to you about, um, you know, delivery and things to expect post-baby, you know, things that come up that, you know, complications that come up afterwards because there are a lot of them out there. Um, and postpartum is one of them. So I I'd, I'd already had an understanding of what it was. Um, obviously had never gone through it or knew someone close in proximity that really went through it. And so it was still one of those things where, you know, you just kind of learn about what it is. You know, they give you the signs to look for. They tell your partner to look for certain signs. You know, if, if she's showing signs of just extreme sadness and this and that. And it's like even after learning about it or learning more about it and being aware of the things to look out for and all of that, when it hit me, I was still, it's like I still was unable to, or I was unable to identify that that's what was going on. It's like, yeah, I was sad, but hormones, you know, your body literally goes through so much from the time that you conceive until months, sometimes a year after your child is born. So, you know, your, your hormones are all over the place. Um, and, and so let me just kind of say this in the most simple, in the most simple terms, um, postpartum depression is, is basically depression on steroids. If I just, if I can just make it so simple, um, it's just, it's literally depression on steroids. It, it just feels so heavy and so much bigger. And I've, I feel like, I mean, I've dealt with depression and anxiety before, and I've talked about this on several episodes. Um, and I've just always kind of managed it on my own. You know, sometimes it's drinking, sometimes it's sleeping, you know, it's, just whatever I'm feeling, you know, in that moment, but I've just always dealt with it on my own. So I don't think it, I I pay too much mind to the mood change and the, the sadness and the just kind of wanting to be isolated to myself. Um, and I don't think it hit me until, so one morning, one morning I wake up and I wake up in the bed alone. Um, I remember the night before I couldn't, I could not sleep. And then, so when I finally fell asleep, I guess I was just sleeping so hard that I didn't feel my husband wake up. And um, at that time, King was still sleeping in the bed with us. So I wake up and as I'm kind of coming to, I'm, I'm hearing them in the living room. So I'm like, okay, he must've got up, got the baby you know, took him away and let me sleep in. Um, And so I wake up, I'm laying there, and 
You know, I hear them interacting in the living room. And, you know, this is hard for me to say. But even in the midst of hearing that, I was laying there so sad to the point where, so I woke up and I'm laying there and I, I start crying. And as I'm crying, I'm, I'm trying to sort out in my mind, like, what am I feeling right now? What am I feeling right now? It was just this overwhelming sensation. And then there was the thought of taking my life. And, you know, it wasn't... It wasn't me contemplating with the thought of suicide. It wasn't it wasn't me contemplating that um, that scared me or you know was like a red flag to me. It was actually the fact that I was okay with it. It was the fact that I was literally okay with just kind of, you know, evaporating or disappearing and just being removed from everything that was going on around me. And that was the scary part to me. And it wasn't, I didn't, you know, scare myself thinking I'm crazy or anything, but it scared me because I know myself enough to know that I am a very family-oriented person. Like, I love the sense of family. I grew up watching shows like, you know, The Cosby Show and Full House and Family Matters and just, like, these big families, you know, just always having something going on and it's just never a dull moment. Like, I... I always, you know, aspired for that when I said, okay, when I when I grow up and I want to go and have my own family, like I want to have a big family, and, I, and you know, the, you know that thoughts that that thought's been edited a little bit, but I'm just saying, like I am definitely a family person. I love, I love the idea of family, and so the fact that I was okay just leaving mines, that was just not cool. Like that's when I knew that something was wrong. And so I am the type of person where it is extremely hard for me to ask for help. And I was trying so hard to be be open enough with my husband so he understood what was going on and he was he was there as much as he could be. But it got to a point where I had to tell myself You can't handle this alone. You can't, you can't do this, um, you know, internally, because like I said, I've dealt with depression before and it's always been something that I've managed on my own. Um, But this was just something I knew it, it couldn't be handled the same. I mean, I just felt. I remember thinking, damn, like how disconnected from myself am I really? 
You know, it's like you just get to a point where when you're okay just not being there, it's like how disconnected am I from me, from the people around me? And I knew it was going to take me seeking professional help. Sometimes I think we don't stop and embrace the trauma that we experience around us. And trauma can look like a lot of things. Like something that really bothers me is when people try to tell other people what they're you know, what's trauma and what's not. And like, we all experience trauma, honestly, like on a day-to-day basis, if you want to go deep in it. But I mean, I just feel like we, we all experience things that if we've never experienced them before, we have no idea how to react. Um, we experience things that we often try to run from or do the whole, I can just figure it out and do it myself. And sometimes you really just can't. And with something like postpartum depression, if if you are going through it, if you know someone who is going through it or you've been around someone and you suspect they're going through it or if you suspect you're going through it, know that. That is something that it is okay to say, like, I'm not okay. And I had to become okay with saying I'm not okay. Like I said, I've always been the, I can do it. I got it. It's fine. It's fine. Everything's fine. When inside, there's like, you know, a whole fire going on. Like, you know, things are not okay. And so it was that day that I was like, I need, I need to seek professional help. And that was when I looked into therapy. Therapy obviously is not the answer for everyone. And I won't sit here and and just preach, you know, about it because I feel like that has to be a preference. That has to be something you're open to. But I do have to say that it helped me feel a sense of normalcy again. Because I was experiencing things I had never felt before. And I was just like, what is this? Why do I have, you know, the cutest baby in the world? And I'm, I'm looking at him and I feel nothing but anxiety. And, you know, his cry is like making me cringe Um, and I don't understand why I would feel that way. And I had to seek a healthy outlet to talk through those things. Like we'll think something and because we've, it's just like, why did our mind go there? It's like, oh, I'm just, I must be, I must be sick and crazy. You know, I'm sitting here crying over the fact that, I can't enjoy a cup of coffee in the morning. I must be selfish and, you know, just, it's like, no. (laughs) Um, Your feelings are valid. You're used to a certain routine. You're used to not having to just wake up and immediately be needed by someone, you know, or something. You're adjusting. 
And again, having a healthy outlet to talk through those feelings through and just having that that reminder of, okay, let's first just acknowledge this is that's a valid feeling. You you want to wake up and meditate and you can't. Yeah. okay, you're bothered by that. That's fine. But instead of festering in those thoughts and then letting them build up because we're just holding them in, you know, it's coming out in these these dark ways that aren't really us. And we all have a darker side of us. I'm not going to get that deep this week, but, you know, we all have that one side of us that, you know, and it comes out when it's, you know, your flaws or things like that. Like we all have those parts of us. Um, But those aren't the parts that are meant to show. And in that moment of sitting in the bed and having those dark thoughts, like it kind of snapped me back into Like I was meant for so much more. And also I now have a family that I hear in the living room right now that that needs me, you know, um, and would be devastated if anything happened to me. So um, sometimes you have to have those scary moments with yourself to be like, whoa, okay, what's going on? What, what, What do we need to do? And that was that was what that was for me. And now that I'm in therapy and I work through a lot of things that I experience on a day-to-day basis, a lot of feelings that I try to work through, I realize that I really have been going about handling, you know, the different traumas of my life. I've been going about them all wrong. And I feel like we, we all have our little unhealthy habits of how we handle things that affect us and change us and, you know, alter our mood or you know whatever um but it's important to find healthy outlets or ways to manage or cope in that moment not just distracting yourself until you know it just comes out again or it comes up again or you have this dark thought that just shakes you to the core like why am I thinking these things no deal with it right then like I said when it first when postpartum first hit me, I had, I had an idea, but not really, but I didn't, I didn't care enough. Not that I didn't care enough, but I was just so used to, I'll, I'll, I'll I'll deal with it. It'll get better. I'll figure it out. I'll work through it. I'll pray. And even prayer. Okay. Even prayer couldn't get me through some of the some of the days that I was going through. So, wrapping up life lessons. I just want to say that even the strongest person gets exhausted with being the strongest person. And in the course of our life, we go through a lot of shit. We will continue to go through shit it's life but we have to find healthier ways to deal we can't allow trauma to stay living within because it affects our thoughts it affects our moods and our the the way that we interact with our loved ones and it alters our perception on the things and the blessings around us and that 
is what I was experiencing while being in this dark cloud that is postpartum, um, which my second just life lesson, postpartum is real as fuck. <laughs> it really is. So um, if you seriously, if you if you are someone that's dealing with it or you know someone that's dealing with it, um, look into a healthy way to cope so that you can get back to living your life because I promise there is a light at the end of the tunnel. There is a sense of normalcy to be gained. We just have to do the work. So stay strong, push through, let go of all the trauma. Dear self, this moment in my life, like every other storm, will pass. I know it feels impossible, but anything is possible when you're able to give the gift of life. You'll spin yourself out of control, staying trapped in wicked thoughts. It's time to release the energy holding you down and take in the beautiful blessings that surround you. It is time to let go of your trauma. All right, so it is now time for Twitter faves. This week, I have a tweet that comes from an account whose name is at always just jazz. And she says, being a mother while trying to repair myself mentally and emotionally is by far the hardest thing I've ever had to do. And yes, this is the tweet. This is it. So just a quick shout out to to us moms because we truly do go through a lot a lot and it's like you don't even really get that time to be to yourself after after you experience everything and for me you know my my delivery experience was traumatic within itself and I'll share that later this season as well but you know that was not the best experience my stay at the hospital was not the best experience and so there were so many bad experiences linked to the 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 most beautiful part of it all which was my son entering the world um but I mean from the moment they get here it's like go, 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 go. It's no longer about you. And yes, trying to repair yourself and get back to the normalcy I talked about while mothering is by far my biggest challenge as well. So jazz and like a lot of moms out there, you're not alone. Definitely take that time, whether that's an hour of therapy like it is for me or, you know, going to the nail shop, or just going for a walk, um, take the time to take care of your mental state, because we have to be okay. Mentally, anyway, we have to be okay. So um, great tweet, had to share. Now let's go into our tapping into you segment. So if you're looking to tap into you, I have a great listen for you this week. Um, This one is tailored to my moms out there. If you need a 
a good laugh here and there. So right now I'm listening to a podcast called Good Moms, Bad Choices. Um, And a friend of mine actually put me on to it and I instantly fell in love. Um, Hosted by Erica and Mila, two moms, I feel like they're just kind of like my friends and we just meet for drinks because they drink on the show and they talk about dating and sex and just a lot of other taboo topics that, you know, mothers, I guess, shouldn't talk about. I'm doing air quotes around shouldn't, but very entertaining. Um, If you need just an escape from the things that are going on around you or just a good laugh or, you know, just you want to hear something different, definitely tap into this podcast. So again, it's Good Moms, Bad Choices, um, and they're on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor, I mean, wherever you can get your podcast, any platform really. So check it out and tap into you. All right, so we have reached the end of this week's episode. We're wrapping up the show with our note to self. This week's note to self, I want to remind you to fix your posture. Hear me out. I've been practicing fixing my posture. First of all, I had no idea it was so bad. Um, but when I started back working out with my trainer, he just started grilling me about fixing my posture and, you know, in, in workout terms, he says that it is a way to stay in active rest because your muscles are still, you know, they're propped up and they're still working. Um, but I found that me just telling myself that throughout the day, has really helped me with my mood. So when I find myself slouched or hunched over or I'm working on the computer, I'm editing a show, I'm doing schoolwork, whatever, um, I'll just catch myself and fix, you know, the way that I'm sitting. And I don't know, it just does something to my mood. It kind of just makes my body alert. And I no longer feel overwhelmed with the task that I'm working on or overwhelmed with the day because the day just goes and goes and goes. And so that is the note to self this week. And honestly, just try it this week and see if it just kind of helps, you know, give you that boost when you reach Wednesday or Thursday and you're dragging like Friday, where are you? Fix your posture and see if that helps you get to the end of the week. So if not, then don't, don't come for me, please. But I mean, I'm just trying to help here. It's helped me. So I'm just sharing what works (laughs) until next time. Y'all have an amazing week. I'm Kirby Lynn signing off. Mm -hmm.